Welcome to Moms of Truth. My name is Alicia, and today I will be walking you through what most Christian parents consider to be a very tough or nerve-wracking conversation, and it's talking to your children about same-sex couples. So I do have a few tips for you as you go into this conversation, and the first tip is for you to just be prepared with maybe a plan, and hopefully today's message helps you to get your thoughts in order, scriptures to keep in mind and maybe even use, and questions to ask to get discussion going so you can see what is really on your children's minds and to check their understanding. Another tip is don't make it a big deal. When I had this talk with my oldest, I was a nervous wreck and in my head, I was making it a bigger deal than it really had to be. My son actually took the conversation really well and it wasn't a big deal to him. And so just take a deep breath, mama, and remember it's just another lesson about truth and sin and God's redeeming grace. So the last tip that I have for you is to make the conversation a safe place for sharing and for asking questions. Maybe your child is the one who does like to ask a lot of questions, but maybe in this case, they're a little bit afraid or embarrassed or maybe even ashamed to ask some questions. Make it as safe as you possibly can and encourage and welcome the questions. So for today's message, I highly recommend taking notes, especially if you have not had this conversation with your children yet. I will be providing scriptures you can use and then follow-up questions to ask, and then I'll give you some script also for how you can explain certain things. So just so you know, this is all from how I talked with my own children, and I am just sharing this with you. So use what you like, but really make it what your family needs. So I'm a type A kind of person, so I have an order for how this conversation can go. And that is, number one, start with scripture. Number two, introduce the lifestyle. Number three, compare it back to scripture and discuss. Number four, talk about how to respond. And five, pray. So I'll be talking through each one of these in today's message, beginning with number one, start with scripture. The Bible should be our foundation for every lesson we want to teach our children. So you could possibly start by reading Genesis 1 27 to your children. It says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female. He created them. So then you can ask your kids, what does this scripture tell us? It tells us that God made people and he made them male and female. When he made the first two people, he decided that one would be a male and one would be a female. And he still makes people today and he still makes them male and female. And so you can go through and talk about the different males and females that you know in your life and just reiterate that God decided that is what they would be. If you think your kids need additional reiteration for the male and female portion, Genesis 7, 1 through 10 is a really good read. It's when Noah is loading the ark and it emphasizes that even the animals went two by two male and female. God has a purpose for the male and female design for people and even animals. So now that it's clear that God made people and he decided what they would be either male or female, you can take them into the next truth that they need. Matthew 19, four through six. 
It says, he answered, have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female and said, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So also, if you have the Bible app on your phone, it might be helpful to check out the International Children's Bible Translation. It's ICB. It may just be a little bit easier for them to understand. Then you can ask them, what do you think the scripture means? It means one day when you are all grown up, you'll move out of mommy and daddy's house and eventually you'll marry someone. God designed male and female to be together and he has told us that is what it should be. So when a man grows up, he moves out of his parents' house and joins his wife and they will live together. He no longer depends on his parents, but he leans on his wife as his helper and his partner in life. When a woman grows up, she will also leave her parents' house and her husband will be the one that she depends on. Husband and wife, male and female, will start their own life together. And when they have kids and their kids grow up, they will also do the same thing. So when I was little like you, I lived with my parents, but now I am joined to my husband. He is the one that I go through life with. Number two, introduce the concept. So ask your children if they can tell you what sin is. And it's basically living against God, against what he wants us to do or how he wants us to live. He has given us instructions and commandments for how to act and live. So anything that goes against that is sin. In very simple terms, it's not listening to God. If you want to do a deep lesson on sin. I actually have a video for that. It's very helpful in just breaking it down and fully explaining it to your children. So then you can ask them if they have ever heard the word homosexual or if they know what it is. And this is really just to check in and see what they may know already that maybe you aren't aware of. So now let me say I'm fully aware that there are many sexual orientations out there in the world. I am referencing this one because it is the least confusing for children to understand and grab hold of, and it's the most commonly seen on TV shows, commercials, and even just out in our communities or families. So then you can just tell them a homosexual is someone who when they grow up and leave their parents' house, they want to join their life with someone who is the same as them. They don't wanna live male and female. They want to live female and female or male and male. So instead of a mommy and a daddy, you have a mommy and a mommy or a daddy and a daddy. It means that a woman would want to build a family with another woman and a man wants to build a family with another man. Now, how deep you go here in the description of the relationship is totally up to you and your kids, the age of your kids. For my children, I add in, you know how sometimes daddy holds my hand or kisses me on the lips? They would do that too, but with someone that is the same as them, man and man or woman and woman. Then you can ask them, what do you think about that and why? 
This question opens up the door for you to build onto your discussion. This is also a good time to open up the conversation for questions. If you don't have an answer or know how to explain something, it's okay. Let them ask and tell them that you aren't sure and you will seek God about it. Number three, compare it back to scripture. And you can start by asking if woman and woman or man and man together looks like God's original design for people. And you can refer back to the scriptures that we read from step number one if you need to reiterate anything. So their follow-up question might be, why? Now again, your answer may vary here depending on your child's age or readiness. So I'm gonna give you a very basic, easy answer, but if your child is able to understand more deeply, I would encourage you to have that deeper discussion and please know that it doesn't need to all happen in one sit down. So the simple answer here is because this person wants to. This person follows their own feelings or desires, which are the things that they want instead of following God. This means that they don't listen to how God wants them to act or live. James 1, 14 and 15 is a good scripture to discuss. It says in the ICB translation, it is the evil that a person wants that tempts him. His own evil desire leads him away and holds him. This desire causes sin. Then the sin grows and brings death. So if your child is a little bit older, you may discuss Romans 1, 24 through 29. And for the sake of time, I'm not actually gonna read that one because I like to keep my messages between eight and 12 minutes and this one's a little bit longer. So. From this point, there are many topics that you can get into based off of how your conversation has gone, but I would encourage you to not cover too much in your first sit down. Give them time to process and as things come up, you can continue in your conversation. Number four, teach them how to respond. We are all made in the image of God and each one of us has sin to confess and repent of. Each one of us needs to be born again in Christ to become who God has made us to truly be. So we don't treat any other sinner as if what they are doing is worse than what we are doing or have done or will do. All sin has earned us death and there's only one way to escape that death and that's Jesus. So I teach my children to treat all sinners with love, kindness, gentleness, and to listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit for how to interact and what to say when in conversation. So we have hidden Colossians 5 and 6 in our hearts. It says, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of time. Let your speech be always gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. And then number five, teach them to pray about it and for others. Scripture says that the Lord hears us when we pray to him. So if your child feels burdened by this information, pray about it. If they feel disturbed or confused by it, pray it out. If they are concerned for people that they love, pray for them, for God to bring them to the truth. Pray that God would give you all wisdom for when you need it and that you all would be bold to speak up in truth and in love. 
Prayer is what keeps our hearts soft and obedient towards God. So continue praying diligently for the well-being of our own hearts and for others. So I want to finish today's message with a scripture that speaks to the heart of all sinners. 2 Corinthians 5.15 Christ died for all so that those who live would not continue to live for themselves. He died for them and was raised from death so that they would live for him. So I pray that the Holy Spirit has given you what you need through this message today and that he would also renew your strength in parenting and give you wisdom for the days ahead. Thanks for listening. Until next time, teach them truth, train them up, and trust God through it all.